Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And Ricky Ponting is on the line. As we talk wines and cricket, I- I'm going to make it. Morning, Rick. I'm going to make it my challenge this morning to try and fold in a wine question around every cricket question that I pose to you. Are you up for that? Up for that. <laughs> Let's see how, see how you go. Okay, okay. I, I know that you would step up to the plate and love this challenge. By the way, pontingwines.com.au. First and foremost, when we last spoke last week, you were considering the Washington Freedom, Freedom job and now it's been made official. So... On that, I do have a wine question, but first up, the reasons behind taking over that job and what you're expecting from it. Oh, look, I've spoken to a lot of people that were involved in that tournament last year. Obviously, last year was the first year that the MLC um, has operated, and, and everyone that I've spoken to said just how, how good it was, how good the standard was. Um, I was obviously played in limited venues last year. I think it looks like with the T20 World Cup now being between the Caribbean and uh, and America that that will be playing some games in New York as well. Basically, straight after that, the T20 World Cup is finished uh, in the in the states. Um, yeah, and and a chance to work with a team that's um, that's basically run by Cricket New South Wales. So it's a it's a team that's owned obviously owned um, by, by uh, an Indian um, and an Indian um, businessman, and uh, but run by Cricket New South Wales. So I'll be working with a lot of familiar people. Um, Cameron White's one of the assistant coaches there, who I played a lot of cricket with, and was someone that I. I said I'd always like to coach with if that opportunity came around. So, um, lots of real, lots of positives. And I think, um, like I said yesterday in the, uh, at the press conference, I think it's just the, the tip of the iceberg, really, with where I think the game will go in the US. So to get involved uh, nice and early uh, in a team that actually made the playoffs last year, um, hopefully we can go a step further this year. Here's the wine question: Are you planning to then distribute Ponting wines through your new arrangement <laughs> with Washington Freedom into the US market? I think I'll have to make sure there's plenty on offer over there for the boys at the end of, end of each game. So whether that's me taking a hold over myself or trying to find some sort of distribution area in the, in the state is, a, is our next step. But um, no, there's some other things happening within within our business, actually. You know, we've got a really good relationship with Royal Caribbean, the cruise liners, and uh, as part of that sort of a relationship, looks like we might be able to open up some, some avenues into um, the US and Canada. So... Plenty of really good stuff happening around the wine at the moment. We've actually got a, a wine dinner in Hobart tonight. I'm at the airport now on the way to, to Hobart. We're catching up with some of the growers down in, in Tasmania over the next couple of days um, and some of our customers down there. And we've, we've got a, a dinner for about 200 people over at Blunston Arena tonight to, to showcase the wines and sit down and enjoy a nice meal and, and, and talk about and drink some wine. Yeah, lovely. Hey, for our listeners too, you can use the code SEN20, as in the number 20, which offers 20% off purchases direct from the winery, pontingwines.com.au. You know what would have been good, Ricky, is after that 
ODI and the early finish down there at Monica in Canberra. We were tossing up what else you could do to give the uh, give the punters, so to speak, some some bang for their buck. A little wine festival, little sort of you know, couple of marquees you could have set up there at the end of that one because it was over in such a hurry, mate. We could have fit an entire T Twenty game after that. That's the way sport rolls sometimes. But it's it's a bummer that it happened against this opposition at this time when ODIs are such a hot topic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no no one wants to see that. I mean, the Australian team are obviously going out there to do whatever they can to to you know put opposition teams away as quickly as possible. I mean, that's that's their job, you know, to to go out and and make teams feel like they they, they just can't beat them, and that's what they've done, you know, um, in in this one day series. The T20s might be different. It might be a different story. Um, let's hope it is. I mean, the West Indies probably got a better T20 outfit than they have one day team. So uh, I know that starts, I think that starts tomorrow, doesn't it? Tomorrow night down yep. in Hobart, I think it's the first T20 game. So let's hope the West Indies can put up a, a better show there. But you know, I remember years ago, actually, in, we, we finished a test match early in Adelaide. It might have been on the uh, on the last day of a test match, I reckon. And I think John Cannon had this great idea then of, well, let's, let's see if the opposition want to play a 50 over game uh, to, to round out, the, to round out the day and round out day five of the test match. And, um, I think uh, I don't think there were too many guys in the room that were putting their hand up to say, "Yeah, let's go out and go and play another game." Yeah, I, some of my listeners said that to me yesterday. You reckon the Windies want to go back out there and and have another crack after getting their pants pulled down? No way. And you reckon? <laughs> and, you, and you're right. You know, the Aussies, as you well know, your job is to win that game, no matter which game it is, as convincingly as possible. So you got your feet up, cracking one open, and ready to ready to rumble. Now, Jake Fraser McGurk, he's a really interesting character he's here right he's absolutely here and we we have seen this before in David Warner and you've said that maybe it's time to have a look at Jake Fraser McGurk and fast track him into the Australian system because the more time he's got around that system the better and clearly he's got the talent and the skill just give us your your reasonings behind taking a look at somebody like a 21 year old who can hit him no doubt but there are a lot of people that can hit the ball why does this guy look special to you Oh, look, I think he's been talked about for a number of years, Matt, to be honest. Um, you know, he burst onto the scene here in Victoria. Um, didn't get much more opportunity after that. Has sort of moved states this year, moved to, to South Australia, where he's done some pretty amazing things in shield cricket and uh, in, in one-day cricket. I mean, he got that 100 off, was it 28 balls, wasn't it? Or something 29, like Tasmania yeah. early in the... 29 balls, yeah, yeah. earlier in, in the season. I just saw a headline there. He's opening the batting today, it looks like, as well, uh, for South Australia in, the, in their one-day uh, encounter. So, um Look, I just think that sort of talent doesn't come around all that often. You know, you can see guys go out and play. You can see guys make runs. But sometimes it's how they do it that, that really stands out. And some of the some of his big bash innings this year um, were, were remarkable. I mean, I did a game at at, uh, at Marble Stadium against Brisbane Heat, Renegades Brisbane Heat. I think he hit seven or eight sixes in that little cameo that night. Um, that doesn't happen every day. You know, there's... Um, and David Warner burst onto the scene in a, a very similar manner. You know, some one-day cricket for, for New South Wales, some T20 cricket for New South Wales, picked in the Australian T20 team. Um, and I was at the other end in his first game against South Africa at the MCG, and he made Dale Stain and Mornay Mork and these guys look like they were they were club bowlers. Um, and that's where he, that's where he, his international sort of career started. There were some doubts whether he could, you know, turn himself into a really good test player, but have a look what he did with that early exposure and getting into the system nice and early. So I, I can see a very similar path um, for Jake, um, and you know, you could. Pro- I, I sort of said that yesterday. Let, let's fast track him. But if you look at what they've done, they've probably fast tracked him anyway. To yeah. get him, you know, he was sort of plucked out of nowhere to get into this Australian team. So it's not like I'm saying any telling the Australian selectors anything that they don't know. I think they know they've got a 
a highly talented youngster here that could easily play all three formats of the game for Australia. But I just think the sooner that you can get these guys into all three formats, and I'm talking about test cricket as well. I'm, you know, I think you know, in a, in 12 months' time, he could find himself in the test team. So. That, that's the sort of talent I think that he's got, and we'll wait and see how it plays out in, in the near future. Okay, so the wine question on Jake Fraser-McGurk, as one of our listeners, Azza from DY, has pointed out, it's actually a quote from Ben Riggs, who's summed up your first session, Sauvignon Blanc, fresh, bright and aromatic, a perfect starter, is a good way to describe Jake Fraser-McGurk. So if you had to put Jake Fraser-McGurk into the description of one of your wines, which wine would you go to? <laughs> um well, I think he's he's like a, a newly bottled um, Barossa Shiraz. I reckon he, he's just, he just needs to be sat on the shelf for a while. Like, <laughs> give him some exposure, uh, but just let him let him grow in in the bottle. <laughs> let him develop in the bottle, and um, let him let, let's see what he turns into down the track. So it'll be it'll be something like that, like a red wine that's just waiting to mature into the best version of itself. Yeah, and then let him go, let him loose, let him pop, and enjoy. Yeah, it. Take, yeah, yeah. Pull, pull the cork out and let him go. Exactly. <laughs> Good on you, Ricky. Hey, enjoy tonight, mate. Thank you for that. We'll continue to update our listeners on the latest range of pontingwines.com.au and, of course, 20% off for our SEN listeners using the code SEN20. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, buddy. The one and only Ricky Ponting joining us there. 0457 736 736 is my text line.